Welcome to the OCC Podcast. Whether you're listening to this at home, on the road, at work, or in the gym, we're so glad you decided to join us as we study God's Word together. We hope and pray that through this ministry, you will grow in your relationship with God as well as become a chair for disciple maker. But for now, sit back and let us help you see how the Bible applies to your life today. All right. Hello, OCC. So good to see you. I am back from vacation. So it's really good to be back in worship with you. If you guys don't know me, my name is Brenton. I'm the guy that could not tell a joke without laughing. Uh, I I also lead worship here, so I'm the worship pastor. Um, And uh, we've been talking about this Family Sunday. If you guys are new here or just visiting, Family Sunday is something we do every fifth Sunday here at OCC. And we shut down youth, we shut down uh, kids, and we kind of rearrange even our adult service because we're all one family of believers. And so we invite everybody to come together and join us and, and so it's, it's a really fun thing because um, kids bring such a joy and an energy, uh, and as adults, sometimes we miss that. You know, I get in the, the rhythm of Sundays, and so it's good for me to, to kind of come in here and see, like, the joy of, of, of kids um, uh, just loving Jesus. So I always love you guys. Glad you guys are here. Uh, and as you can, you know, we've been talking about VBS. Um, can we just give Wesley and his crew a big round of applause? Yeah. All the volunteers that made VBS and all the kids made it such a great time. You guys gave of your time and your sanity, and and you helped out this year. So uh, as you guys can tell, as we've been making waves, that is our theme. The theme was make waves. That is to go into your world, wherever you find yourself, and stand out. Be different. Make waves for Jesus. And this is really kind of a difficult task for kids because I think in general, most kids are still trying to figure out life, right? You want to make friends and you want to be included. And so asking you to make waves in your world is kind of the exact opposite of what you're naturally inclined to do. But kids, I want to tell you something. It's not much different for us adults either because we want friends. You know, we want to be included. We want to fit in. So it's hard for everybody to make waves. And that's why I love this story that we're studying this morning, because it's so perfect. You know, as Christians, we want to live for Jesus, and we want to make waves for the kingdom of God, but sometimes we look out and we see what it takes, and we start to doubt, and we sink into the waters. And so today, hopefully, I'll be able to share some biblical truth to help you be bold for Christ, okay? Uh, As we've been going through, we're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew, So if you have a real or electronic Bible, uh, you can follow along in Matthew 14, and we're going to be studying near the end of that chapter uh, in the story of Jesus and Peter walking on the water. But if you don't have your Bibles with you, that's okay. As always, we have our handy-dandy Sky Bible, okay? So here's some context. The the passage before this, Jesus was feeding the 5,000, this amazing miracle where he prays over five fish, uh, five loaves of bread and two fish. And so as Jesus is kind of closing down the kitchen, you know, he's locking up the food truck. The first thing he does is send everybody away and he takes a break. Like he could have built upon this momentum. You know, he's just given away free food, which is always a crowd favorite. And he could have preached a message like on repentance or he could have broken, hey, we're going to break out into small groups. Or he could have said, okay, our next service project, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go, you know, whatever. He didn't do that. Jesus waves goodbye to the crowds and even sends away his closest friends. Verse 22 says this, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. 
We might be tempted to think that in order to make ways for God, we need to always be going. You know, go, 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 go. We can't stop doing ministry because there's always something to be done. There's always work to be done. But at least in this case, we're a lot like, hold on, I dropped it, hold on. This is what we're like. We're a lot like this, our phones, right? Our phones are super helpful. You know, we need an answer, let's, let's ask Siri or Google. You know, we need directions, let's pull up ways. Are we hungry? Oh, I have an app for that. You need a friend? Okay, well, let's just go on social media. So our phones work really, really well, at least until our, the red battery shows up in the top corner. And then the situation gets pretty dire because if you don't plug them in, they lose a lot of their helpfulness. So this is just like us. We need to remember to stop and plug in, to sit down and rest and recharge for a season. But emphasis on short and on season. Now, some of you have already checked out and you'll just take what I just said and you'll run with it and not listen to the next part, which is this. Jesus didn't quit ministry and then go home and sit on the couch. Look what Matthew, look what Matthew tells us how Jesus rested. Verse 23. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. His purpose in isolation was to pray to the Father. He took time to be alone with God, to reconnect to the source of life itself. So here's the point. In order to make waves, we must always be connected to God. Like, remember, Jesus is just about to go and walk on the water. But the first thing he does is spend time with the Father. If this is what Jesus had to do, then it's the same for you. You can't make waves without God's power living inside of you. Because the best waves we make are in the wake of God's power flowing through us. Okay, Paul says this in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, sometimes people take this, con uh, this verse out of context. It isn't that you can do anything just because you're a Christian or just because you believe in Jesus. It's whatever Jesus asks you to do, whatever God is placing on your heart, the answer then is to go and do it with Christ living in you. And through his strength, you can do that. Does that make sense? Okay, so let's keep reading. Verse 23, at the end of 23. When evening came, he was there alone. Verse 24, but the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, so that's sometime between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., he came to them walking on the sea. Verse 26, but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Now, this is the right response. Like, remember, it's super early in the morning. And they haven't slept because they've been battling the wind and the waves as this crew, like, like some sort of scene from Pirates of the Caribbean, right? And they're just doing all they can to make sure the boat doesn't sink. And then out of the darkness, they see this figure walking towards them on the water. And no one in that moment would stop and go, oh, that's just Jesus. He's just doing his thing, right? Like, no, any of us would be freaked out of their mind. And so verse 27, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. Okay, that's the ESV. Other versions say, take courage, be of good cheer, or be bold. It is I, Jesus, your God, your friend, your peace, and your savior, your comfort. Do not be afraid. And, and how simple and beautiful of a response of Christ. Here's what he's saying. To make waves, we must be bold. Because it's right after this, Peter asks to walk on the water with Jesus. 
So Jesus says, be bold. And Peter's like, okay. You see, making ways for Jesus is not easy to do. Sometimes Jesus asks you to, to love an enemy. Sometimes he asks you to give money to a person in need. Or he convicts you of sin and, and you need to go to that person you hurt and ask for their forgiveness. And, and those things can cause a lot of fear and anxiety. And that's why Jesus says, take courage. Christ is offering you his strength and courage to complete the task, so take it. As in, it is something that you as a believer of Christ can possess. It is Jesus living through us and in us. We draw upon his strength to be bold for our good and his glory. Verse 28, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Verse 29, Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Now, the first thing I notice is that Peter is the only one who says this. Like Peter took that courage to the next level. He sees the full power of God on display. And instead of just sitting back and saying, wow, Jesus, you're awesome. Which, I mean, granted he is. Peter goes even one step further than that. He goes, ooh, can I try? Like, what's so cool is Peter's actually following the commands of Jesus. Like, do you remember what Jesus said to Peter when he first met him? He said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Everything I do, you do. It was a call to learn to live like Jesus and to make waves like Jesus. And so when Peter says, ooh, Jesus, my turn, my turn, Jesus is like, come on out. You see, sometimes to make waves... We must take action. Peter was a disciple of Jesus for a long time. He was emboldened by the words of Christ, and then he just, he just went for it. He took action and did so with no thought of his own well-being because he literally steps out on a boat or steps off of a boat during a storm, risking his life to be a true disciple of Christ. My friend had this sticker on the rear... Bleh. It's, it's just like the joke earlier. I can't, can't do it. My friend had a sticker on his rear window of his car. There we go. And it said, do you follow Jesus this closely? It always cracks me up when I saw it. It was just really funny. But, but here's the point. Are we willing to take action and step out of our boat, out of our comfort zone for the glory of God? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've asked for a miracle in my life. Like, God, just please help my marriage. God, please help my finances. And then God's like, okay, here's what you need to do. Go and step out of the water. And I'm like, ooh, not like that. Do, some, do something else. That's too scary. Let's try something else. But are we willing to step out in faith and trust God like Peter did? Now look at the other 11 disciples. You know, even though they also believe in Jesus, you know, they go to the same church. They've attended the same Sunday school class as Peter. Peter's the only one who steps out of the boat. And sadly, I think, we act like, like the 11 in this scenario. Like we're silent when we should be vocal. We're stagnant when we should be moving. And I can tell you, if I were one of the 11, which I probably would have been, I'd not only be silent, but I'd even have tried to convince Peter to stay in the boat. Like, who, dude, who are you to walk on the water? That's Jesus. You're not him. Dude, Peter, quit playing, bro. Quit playing. Church, this is why our hope and our faith needs to be on Jesus and on him and him alone. Because sometimes what God asks us to do might seem silly, even to other believers. 
Like I know people who have sold their business and their home because they felt God was calling them into full-time ministry abroad. That's just insane. But now they're making ways for Jesus across the globe. I know a family, my wife's friend, um, who after having a few kids of their own, decided to go into foster care and into adoption. And now they've adopted so many kids that their adopted children outnumber their own biological children. Like that's just insane. But they're making ways for Jesus in the lives of those kids and their families. Kids, what about being nice to the quote unquote weird kid in school? Like everyone else avoids them and nobody talks to them, but what if you were to go up to them and say, hey, you can come sit at our table for lunch. Hey, would you like to play basketball with us? If God calls you to do something, he will provide all you need, including the strength to accomplish his mission. Okay, so take courage and then take action. Verse 30. But when he saw the wind and he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Verse 31, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You know, sometimes this will happen. We take that step of faith, we journey out towards Jesus on this stormy sea, and then we look around like Peter did and we go, what am I doing? I was safer in the boat and my feet are getting wet and we start to sink, right? But what does Peter do? He asks for help. Peter cries out to the only one who can save him. He doesn't, doesn't call out to the disciples in the boat, you know, Mark, help me out. He says, Lord, my God, I've walked towards you in faith, but I'm slipping, save me. And Jesus reaches out and grabs him and saves him. The truth is Peter lost trust in Jesus. Like he didn't start sinking because he didn't believe in himself hard enough. Right? Jesus was the one that called him out on the water, which means Peter couldn't have gone out on the water unless it was a command of Christ to walk on the water. So when Peter lost faith, it wasn't in himself or in his abilities, but it was in Jesus. And he thought the waves and the storm was too much for Jesus. And so that's why Jesus responds the way he does. You of little faith, why did you doubt? Church, the truth is, if we are called to make waves, which we are, we must trust God. Peter lost sight of that in the midst of the waves and the wind. You know, there's a, there's a common saying, um, don't tell God how big your problems are. Tell your problems how big your God is. The truth is, when we make waves for Jesus, the wind and the waves are inevitable. Living for Jesus will definitely make waves with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers, and sometimes those waves will come back and they will crash into us. And they might be so big that we're tempted to lose sight of who called us out on the water in the first place. So obey the words of Jesus. Do not doubt. Do not fear. God is at work and he's able to do amazing things in your life as you trust and follow him. Okay, and now there, there's one more thing I wanna point out before we close our time and, and sing one more song. And, and I think this is pretty cool. Did anybody notice in, in this passage that the word, there, there's one word that's repeated three times. Did you guys notice that? If you look through this passage, the word immediately is, is repeated. So there are three things that Jesus does immediately in this passage. The first is in verse 22. Jesus immediately makes time with, to be with the Father. 
And this is, this is how important staying connected to God is. And so for us, we need to ask ourselves, are we radical in our approach in being connected and spending time with God? Like, is our connection with the Father an immediate priority in our life? So maybe that's the step you need to take right now. Some of us might be thinking, you know, I, I need to find time. That's a common saying. You know, do, do you spend time? Do you, oh, I need to find time. And that's great, but I want to encourage you to do more than just find time. Because finding time means you're going to fit it in when you get the chance. You know, if and when you can. But remember, Jesus was radical in his relationship with the Father. Which means he didn't find time, he made time. And so I want to challenge you. If you're going to be bold and you're going to step out, of faith, step out in faith and trust God and are going to take those necessary steps, this isn't just something you're going to say and, and, and kind of just forget about. If you're going to make God a priority in your life, if this is what the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart to commit to, I want you to just do me a favor. Step out in faith and raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Make waves for Jesus right now. Don't just say it. Do it. Make a commitment. Okay. Amen. We're going to pray for you guys. All right, here's the second. Uh, I just, my page just went off. Here we go. Three things. There we go. All right. Second time we see the word immediately. Sorry about that. Uh, is when the disciples were afraid. So in the storm, they thought they saw a ghost, so they cried out in fear. And verse 27 says, immediately Jesus responds. And he says, take courage, do not be afraid. So some of us in this room might be living in fear of what God is asking us to do. Maybe we're, we're like the 11, we're just too afraid to step out of the boat. Or maybe we're in the midst of stepping out and we're losing trust in God. And so maybe you need to be prayed for and prayed over and you need to bring that to your church family. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and, and be vulnerable with the people here who love you and can pray for you. Again, this isn't to shame you, but we wanna go to the Father with you and for you and lift you up. So if that's you, just raise your hand and we're going to pray for you. The last time we see the word immediately is when Peter is sinking and he cries out to God to save him. Verse 31 says, Jesus immediately grabs him. The truth is, it's impossible to make ways for Jesus if you don't know Jesus at all. Some of you in here may have never heard the good news of the gospel. And so this whole make ways for Jesus is just a little strange to you. So here's, here's the gospel in a nutshell. You are a sinner against a holy God. And the wages of that sin is death and eternal separation from that God. But in his infinite love and grace, he sent his son Jesus to step into your mess. And by faith, if you call him Lord and Savior right now and believe in him immediately through faith, by his grace, your sins fell on his shoulders and were paid for on the cross. And in turn, you immediately receive complete forgiveness and you are immediately adopted into the family of God. And so if you right now, you need to cry out, Lord, save me as Peter did. I want you to raise your hand. Confess your sins to a loving and merciful and gracious God and enjoy a new life in Christ. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you are a God of immediately. God, that you teach us how to be in communion with the Father, how to be loving and how, how to be abiding in you. And God, I want to pray for my friends here that, that need to, to not 
find time, but to make time. God, I pray that they would make this a priority and they would be able to shuffle around all of the things that are distracting us. Because I'm one of those. And I just get so distracted. But God, I want to give you the first fruits of my time. And God, I want to pray for those who are in the midst of, of the waves right now. And God, they are, they are fearing. But God, you are a God of immediately. And you're meeting them and you're saying, do not fear. It is I, I am with you. And so God, I pray for them. I pray in the midst of the storm and the waves that they would trust you. And God, I wanna pray for anybody here who's struggling um, with this concept of even who you are as God. And I pray, God, that as, as you are stirring in their hearts, God, that they would just trust you and they would give you their hope and their, their dreams and everything, God, they had laid at your feet and say, my life is yours. We love you, God. Help us to make waves for you as we live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like to give to our ministry, please check out our website at lewistonocc.org. And don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast, as well as our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram, so you're always up to date with what's going on here at Orchards Community Church. Take care and God bless.